0: This is the EWN Podcast Network.
1: Hey there, coffee lovers. Are you ready to take your online presence to the next level? Well, grab your favorite mug because you're in for a treat. Welcome to the Coffee with Kate, Brewing Business Brilliance for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we brew up strategies to help you stand out online. I'm your host, Kate Payne, and I'm here to ignite your digital presence and bring out the best in your business. Like you, I love coffee, but my true calling is helping entrepreneurs like you unleash their unique stories to make a lasting impact in the world and become more visible online. I'll be your guide as we delve into riveting conversations with experts, clients, and colleagues. We'll cover a wide range of topics from networking and digital marketing to social media and the latest business and personal branding trends. Consider this your all-in-one resource for online visibility. Together, we'll discover all the ways you can stand out online and make an impact in the world. So let's connect, share ideas, and learn from each other. Hey, everybody, Kate Payne here from Standing Out Online, and I'm so excited that you have joined me for Coffee with Kate with my special guest and friend, Vivian Villers, who is a certified financial planner based in Chicago, and we're going to be talking about um, a bunch of different unexpected things today in the world around financial planning and um, financial advising and all those things around numbers. So I first want to just sort of uh, give you an idea of how I know Vivian, Um, but first, Vivian, please say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be here with you and with Kate. Yes, it's really cool to have you here. So Vivian and I have known each other for about, what, two, three years now, I think? At least. Um, Yeah. We originally met through eWomen Network. So for those of you who know me and follow my social media, I am... um, um, a, a raving fan of eWomen network. I've been a member since 2019 and um, <coughs> Vivian's been in even longer. And we met, um, through a networking event at the international conference and we're both in the platinum level membership. So, um, anyway, but Vivian and I have done some work together. And one of the things that I just find fascinating around what Vivian does and offers to her clients is, um, she has, uh, Been working in the world of helping families who have children with special needs. And she actually even has a tool that she provides those families, which is a special needs um, uh, crisis checklist. And so we're going to be talking about that today. But we're also going to be talking about, if you're an entrepreneur, we're also going to be talking about how to future proof your business. And that's a very timely thing right now, seeing as how it's the beginning of the year, we're all probably got our nose and our taxes and getting all of our tax preparation done. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about that too. But let me just give you a little bit more detailed background on on Vivian. Um, how long have you been a financial advisor, Vivian? Oh honestly, since 1984, it's 40 years this October. Oh wow, and 1984 is the year I graduated high school. <laughs> Well, we admit that I am a little older than you. Yes, yes, yes. So um, Vivian is a seasoned financial advisor and compassionate speaker who specializes in confronting the often overlooked yet crucial planning areas for families with special needs, children, and for entrepreneurs. Drawing from her understanding of these challenges, Vivian crafts compelling narratives that drive home the importance of preparation and foresight, which is what we all need to be doing. So with a focus on proactive planning, she teaches parents how to devise a special needs crisis kit, ensuring their children's well-being during unforeseen events. And we're going to hear Vivian's story about that. Um, Entrepreneurs can benefit from her insights on safeguarding their business's future, even in their absence. Vivian's experience with personal family tragedy fuels her dedication to helping others. And we're going to hear her story in just a moment. Vivian is also on a mission and she wants to create um, some kind of a national database similar to like MedicAlert where um, people who have children with special needs um, can can get the help that they need. And so I think that's a nice segue, Vivian, to talk about why you got into this piece of this financial planning, because you do financial planning, the traditional financial planning, helping entrepreneurs. But to get into this niche, if you will, um, with the special needs side, tell us your story about that, please.
0: Thank you, Kate. Yes, it is. It is a passion of mine. Um, Actually, what started it was about 25 years ago, I was teaching a basic financial planning seminar and I had a, two parents come to me, and this is back in the 90s, and the, they had a child who had been injured at the age of 14, and they needed help. And that's what started me realizing that this was, you know, a really area that parents were overwhelmed and didn't know where to turn to. And the other piece, so that's what started me in the financial planning with parents with children with disabilities. And then I have two family members with disabilities. My cousin has a child with uh, Down syndrome, and my brother, um, who has since passed away, had a, had a son who has uh, severe autism. Stephen, my nephew, has severe autism and is nonverbal. And there was a tragedy that happened several years ago, and that's what really ramped up my mission to make special needs crisis checklists, the national database and to help parents. Parents are overwhelmed and they're paralyzed.
1: Yes, what happened sure.
0: was Stephen was in a daycare program and he was on his way home uh, on the bus. And my sister-in-law, his mother went to the bank just for a few minutes. And on the way home, she was killed instantly in a car crash. And wow. there, was, there was nothing, there was no plan in place. Um, My brother was on business in Kentucky and wasn't nearby. And Stephen's about to come home to a home that is dark and locked. And for people with autism, disrupting their schedule or their environment is really throws them into panic and chaos. And what I saw happened that week. And fear. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was just really, really horrible. And it made me realize that there are many other parents out there that are overwhelmed with just day-to-day things and they do nothing to prepare for their child's future let alone create a crisis checklist because either they keep pushing it you know on the back burner or kicking the can down the road or they don't know where to start right. and that really really made me amp up my focus
1: well it's 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 unfortunate that it took something like that and at the same time, um, it, it was it's it's so beautiful, actually, that you have made this your focus. I've heard you speak from stage. Um, I've certainly uh, worked with you on your LinkedIn profile, even. So I have an understanding of this. So let's let's dig a little bit deeper into this. Um, with You know, one of the things that we talked about with regard to like, you know, the, the topics that you speak about, cause you also do speaking on stages and stuff and you do trainings and you've even done some stuff for adult education programs. Right? Right. Right. I'm
0: about to speak again in adult ed program later this month and what's your topic of special needs financial planning for parents.
1: Okay. Well, you talked about how parents uh, with child, with children who have special needs, you know, they're in a state of overwhelm and when they're overwhelmed, they end up doing nothing and they probably are just trying to get through every day. And they don't necessarily think about the financial side of this and what happens if I'm not here. So um, why don't you you talk about three phases of planning in this scenario. Can you describe what those three phases are?
0: Yes. The first phase is when the parents are alive and they realize they have a child that's going to need future support and care. Um, and this, And I can come back and give a little bit more detail about that if you want to. The second phase is the parents need to be making plans for what will happen after they are no longer on this earth. Where is their child going to live? Where is the support going to come from? And if they have a trust with assets to be provided for that child support, who is going to be managing that trust? Um, And there's very tricky laws when it comes to an individual receiving government benefits for special needs and what they can and cannot have their name or social security attached to.
1: Can I interrupt? Does that, is that, is that, so what you just said is that by state or is that an overall kind of thing? Like, is it different in each state? It's,
0: it's, I don't like to get too much into the weeds of benefits, but pretty much because this is federal
1: and it's administered
0: by every state. When a child turns 18, no matter how competent or lack in lacking competency they are, the the maybe it's twenty one in a different state. At some point, the federal government and the government assumes that they are an adult. Okay. And the parents' assets and income don't count. Okay. At all. So that's when most of the time that individual, that child can now qualify for government benefits, which when they're 18 here in the state of Illinois is something called SSI. And it's a special kind of disability from the um, Social Security Administration for people that haven't worked. Stephen has been on SSI because he was born with a severe disability. Um, The other thing is Medicaid. And there's very strict restrictions about how much you can own and income, and but you can qualify for those um, programs mm-hmm. when the child turns 18. And so any asset that the parent wants to provide as a resource, because as you can admit, it, as you can imagine, yeah. government benefits aren't really quite luxurious. They're yeah. very minimal and basic. So parents yeah. usually need to have some other resource available right. to supplement. what can be provided. And that's when they may need something like a special needs trust or other types of accounts to set aside assets and continue benefits.
1: Okay, you've talked about different types of resources, and unfortunately, we don't have enough time to go into all of them today. But um, can you name can you name another one other than the one you just did? Is there anything else that you that kind of comes to mind?
0: Yes, for most parents, a special needs trust. I tell my uh, students and people that I work with, "S special needs trust, someone else's money, great aunt Sally, mom and dad," um, and and that can be quite a large amount that doesn't get uh, considered with government benefits. The other one for maybe people that don't have a lot of assets to start with and it's less expensive to set up is called an ABLE account, A-B-L-E. A-B-L-E. Okay, is that an A-B-L-E. acronym for something? Yes, it is as a matter of fact, okay. thanks for asking. And I had, it's the government set it up just a few years ago, probably less than 15 years ago called Achieve a Better Living Experience.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And this is done in a bank. It's actually in the person with a disability in their social security number. And it's a special exception to the income or asset limit. And you can go up to a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, wow. And Anybody can make contributions. That's where a lot of people start when they're starting out because it's less expensive to administer. And then lastly, real quickly, I, my friend and I, my friend does apl- applications for benefits. We call it the Oops Trust. <laughs> Oops, I left money in my child's name. What do I do? And it's actually a first party trust, or it's technically referred to as the OBRA 93 trust because it came out of a tax act from 1993. This is more restrictive. Um had a client who went to Vegas, pulled the lever on the machine and hit the jackpot. Now he has all this money in his name and he's about to lose
1: government benefits.
0: Oh, wow. Call the attorney, set up an OBRA 93 trust. Is that
1: O-B-R-A?
0: Yeah. It stands for Omnibus.
1: It's not Oprah. No,
0: not Oprah. (laughs) Um, Omnibus and Reconciliation Act of 1993. And this was part of that tax act. You can legally transfer all that money. Into a trust with that person's social security first-party trust, and it's very restrictive on how you can use it. But you don't have to spend it all down to be able to qualify for benefits.
1: Oh, okay. All right, cool. And and
0: I don't do benefits. I know a lot about them, but I'm I administer the resources. You know, advise clients what to do. There's a special rule where I advise them to please don't put regular IRAs inside of a trust. Because the distribution can get outrageously expensive.
1: Okay. All right. Well, for those of you who are watching right now, we're talking with Vivian Villers and we, she's a certified financial planner and we are talking about, um, critical planning issues for special needs families. And what she has created a a really incredible special needs financial planning checklist. And so we're going to get into that. So why don't we go to that? Because I still want to leave some time to talk about the entrepreneurs and future proofing their businesses and things. So talk about the, the checklist. I, we, we know the story about why you felt this was important. Talk about not only what the checklist is and I'll put up a way for all of you to be able to get this, if you would like it. Um, and, um, and um, I just lost my poof. Don't you hate when that happens? So I see notes, right? <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. And and how um how you how you want to take that special needs checklist into this creation of this medic alert like national database? Like that is your mission,
0: right? That's my that's that's the legacy I want to yes. leave. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I, as I said, my sister in law was killed in a car crash, and my nephew Stephen, who has severe autism was left um without any plan in place and there was horrible chaos that whole week after my sister-in-law was killed and so i sat down and said this was a piece i hadn't thought about you plan for while you're alive you plan for when you're gone and your child is there and now i suddenly realized you have to have a plan for a crisis right and i created this checklist um because I realized that first responders, I'm assuming, you know, there's somebody at a scene of an accident and that's how this ends up being in a crisis for the most part, like an
1: EMT or
0: a- yeah. The first res- firemen, fireman EMTs, whatever right. they need to know that you have a child with a disability in your family. I have one client whose son lives at home and he's completely dependent on oxygen needs to be fed, you can't leave that child without somebody right. there to take care of them. So the special needs crisis checklist is basically it tells first responders, EMTs, firemen, whatever. I have a child with a disability. Here's their diagnosis. Here's a collateral diagnosis. Do they have a seizure disorder? Because then the first responders will know, well, wait a minute. Maybe he's past date on you know, due for the medication. How do you communicate? With that child, Stephen is nonverbal. A first responder may think he's deaf or only speaks right. Korean. Right. Who do you call to come in and help communicate with that child? I always call them a child because a parent has a child until you know, even when yeah. they're you know seventy years old. Right. Um, and then who do you call to to come in and help a family member who can help interpret or also be there for what I refer to as respite care and what's the doctor's name. And my advice is to keep that in your car. Okay. Keep a a paper, a copy of it at home. And what I failed to mention is I created a one page, one sided PDF fillable. It's all all this information. You can
1: have it on your phone. Well, on your phone's not a great idea. No, but I just mean you've got it if you need to refer to it. If you don't have the because paper. if your phone goes lost in an accident, yeah,
0: you can have it, but you need to have a paper. Right. No, copy I, understand. Yeah, a paper. I understand. Yeah, I understand the
1: paper copy too. Yeah. yeah,
0: and my idea is think about people who drive around with handicap license plates. Mm-hmm. Okay, my thought is if there was some way to notify first responders, you know, some notification on a car or someplace else that. There is this special needs crisis checklist or this database available about a person with a disability that they could access nationally how much easier and better it would be so that's my legacy but I'm I'm offering this special needs crisis checklist at no charge to anyone to fill out and have it available you right. might even want to take one to your local police or fire department
1: right can you give us an example of a couple of the things that are on the checklist that you haven't already mentioned
0: uh, well, I, I'm advising that you have a photo of that person. Okay. Think about if that person is in the car with the person who's injured and maybe dead, um, how will first responders know that this person in the car yeah. needs special attention, uh, special treatment? So mm-hmm. yes, it's their name, their diagnosis, a picture, collateral diagnosis like a seizure disorder or diabetes. Um who to call, how to communicate, Mm -hmm. how to communicate. I have several family members that are deaf from from birth.
1: Right, right.
0: And they're not disabled, but, you know, you could have someone with a disability like Down syndrome or cerebral palsy or autism, and they may also be deaf. Right, right. And it's just trying to provide all the critical information that is needed in a crisis.
1: Right, right. Well, it's such an important thing that you have done and that you are doing. Um, Thank you. Are you gonna be Are you gonna be offended if I mention your age? Because I think you're amazing.
0: <laughs> All right, you can go ahead and do it. But listen, for people that are about to find out my age, I'm not leaving. I mm-hmm. have longevity on both sides of my family, including my aunt that died at 105 on the bridge.
1: So when I met Vivian, she was 74, turning 75. And that was a couple years ago. And I don't know, I was so um, blown blown away by her story. I sent her flowers for her birthday. I barely <laughs> knew her. <laughs> so you're 77 now and you're going strong and you're still not looking to retire anytime soon. But this legacy piece with the special needs um, crisis checklist, I think is is just what an incredible legacy. And, and maybe just share, you know, just share how you feel deeply about that. Like why... If there's one thing you could accomplish, what would it could be? And then for anybody who is watching this on the replay or right now, if you know of anybody who might help facilitate this, please message me or, or Vivian and I'll put up some of her contact information, but talk about why, why this would just like be the best thing for you.
0: Only someone who has lived through the chaos that I lived through when my nephew Stephen was, you know, when his mother was killed and the house was literally, the house was dark and locked. There was nobody home. Can understand and comprehend how critical it is to have this and first responders won't even know it exists unless we have some kind of national program, if you will, to that everybody will recognize no matter where they are. It's like the handicap sign on somebody's license plate. Mm -hmm. And it can, it can prevent and minimize so much disruption, chaos and and just, you know, trauma, if you will, that can happen if you don't plan. Mm-hmm. You'll see behind me, I have this sign. It's actually from when I go to give a speech and it says, are you prepared? That's really my mantra. Right. Not only for basic financial planning, but specifically for this, for for parents with children with disabilities, you have to prepare. And it's tough and I get it, but you've got so many other obligations, but this child can't help themselves. You've got to do the things that you need to do.
1: Right, right. Well, thank you for that. All right. So that's a that's a hard thing to stop talking about. So, but we're gonna switch gears here a little bit because um you're a very diverse financial planner. And so one of the things I wanted to touch about too, because you know, this is going to um this is gonna be on my coffee with Kate podcast and my actual tagline for my podcast is Coffee with Kate, Brewing Business Brilliance for Entrepreneurs. So um, we both serve a lot of entrepreneurs in different ways. And so I want to talk about um, one of your one of your topics that you speak about from stage, which is how to future-proof your business. And so, um, you know, as entrepreneurs, we are always focusing on the growing business, growing the business and making the cash register ring, right? Um, And what happens if if there's a crisis and you're not there to run your business? Do you, do you have a plan? So take us from that point, please, Vivian.
0: I will share with you. I had two very close friends that died last year. One of them after a very brief critical illness and the other one very unexpectedly. And that sometimes it's a life event that makes you wake up to certain needs or certain, you know, um, things that need to be addressed as an entrepreneur and I'm an entrepreneur, I own my own business. We get so involved with generating revenue day to day and making goals and projects for maybe this year or maybe a couple of years out. None of us is promised tomorrow, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And all too often, as I I see entrepreneurs that get lost in the weeds of their business and what gets neglected is, what would happen to your business if another crisis happened? And sometimes it's not a crisis. Um, you know, these are issues I deal with in my own business. Right. I just had a conversation this morning with someone uh, from my home office and he goes, what is your succession plan? So these are these are critical issues and there are certain things you can do to arrange for what will happen either when you sell your business and retire or there's a horrible event and you are taken off this planet or you have a crisis yourself or within your family mm-hmm. that you can't be there in your business to run it every single day. Hopefully you can come back and continue running it. But how are you going to, if you're the goose that lays the golden egg of <laughs> yep. revenue in your business, okay? Right. And maybe yep. you have a lot of support staff and everything else, but you're the one that you know keeps it going what are you going to do to generate revenue if all of a sudden you are taken out of the day-to-day operation? And how will someone else be able to step in and run your business for the short term? So, right. And there's some key tools that need to be addressed.
1: Right. So let's talk about some of those tools. But before we get there, Um, you know, you and I were talking about this a few weeks ago and it was, it was funny. It was just, I don't know if it was coincidence or the the universe, but, um, I had actually just personally, um, gone to an estate planner to do like advanced, you know, care directive, all the, all the things will, and all of that stuff, because where I live, I moved from where I used to live in Vermont. Now I live in Colorado. I have, none of my family is here. And if something happens to me, people need to know, to know what to do. And so I did all of that. And, um, you know, it was funny. I, I didn't look at it as something scary. I actually felt after the day that I went into that attorney's office and I signed everything and we finalized everything and he gave me this beautiful portfolio of everything. Plus, he gave me everything electronically to give to the various people that need to have it. I walked away that day feeling really strong. Like I didn't expect to feel that way. I don't, you know, I joke like I felt like a big girl. <laughs> But I'm, but I mean, I just felt like, you know what, I've got everything together. And if something happens to me, people have the password to my phone. They have the password to my computer to get on here and see everything in my accounts and, and my business and all of that. And, um, even my assistant, cause I have a team, I have a small team, but I have a team they could get in if they needed to. So to, to make sure that, you know, clients are being still served or being notified or whatever needs to happen. And I've got to tell you, it gave me tremendous peace of mind.
0: Yes, and that's what it does. It's planning to give you peace of mind, right? But all exactly. too often, we get caught up in day to day, and you know, the planning gets put off and put off. I myself, because of you know, some uh, my brother died, and I have to update my will mm-hmm. uh, because the beneficiaries that I named are no longer with us. Right. But it's more important to take care of those planning pieces for your business. If you have a spouse or significant other, they may not be able to step in and run your business. Um, What happens if you get some kind of a, you're in an accident, there's a long rehab, or you get, God forbid, some kind of a horrible, chronic, debilitating illness. Mm you've got to have things set up. And I talk about, yes, we have a succession plan. If who you're going to turn your business over to, what are you going to do when you walk away from it? But the issue is, this came to me recently, because of something that happened to a friend. What happens if you can't be in your business, because you're dealing with either a family crisis, a health issue, your parents, somebody, your child, your spouse, or yourself, Do you have someone that you've identified and you've had a conversation with them that says, listen, if something happens to me and I can't be here on a day to day basis, I need you to step in and be able to run my business till I'm recovered, so to speak. And it may be part of your team or it may be, you know, I have a team, but the team doesn't have the licenses that I do. I need to have somebody that's licensed. In securities and insurance, and right. I need to identify that person.
1: Okay. So, so would you call that? Um, would you call that a
0: business action plan? Yes. Uh, it really, it's part. I think it's part of your whole procedure manual. OK, you have to have a procedure like your,
1: SOPs, like your 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 sort of your your business or operational handbook.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and be able for someone to, you know, and yes, you've got to have that. It's really somewhat of a crisis plan. And, and let me talk a little bit about other things, if you don't mind, that are needed if you have a crisis in your business.
1: Yes, And we're okay.
0: assuming that crisis is something, for whatever reason, that is taking you away from the day-to-day operation. To so would it be like a
1: certain type of insurance coverage? Yes, exactly. Okay.
0: Now, first of all, there are two types of disability insurance. Disability gives you a check to give you income and support when you can no longer generate that revenue, either short-term or long-term. For entrepreneurs, you have to have a freestanding office to, to have oh, this like insurance. a bricks and
1: mortar. You have to yes, have, it. yes, so, you can't words, work
0: out of your house.
1: can't work out of your house. Okay.
0: Unfortunately, that's the qualification. So, yeah. one of them is just to get disability insurance that will provide a tax free income for as long as you are disabled. I have a woman that's now one, my very best friend. She became my client over 30 years ago. She was in her early 30s and a very, very successful entrepreneur. And she was like 32. And I said, you need disability insurance. And she she did listen to me. And one year after we bought it, she became permanently disabled at the age of 33. Wow. We never know what's going to happen. And that income created the major difference in her life. Mm -hmm. To be able to sell her business on her terms with leisure to find the right person, to have this tax-free income that enabled she and her husband to open a whole new business to qualify for other kinds of loans. That's individual disability insurance. Okay. The other kind, you know, and I understand sometimes that it may be a cash flow issue. Yeah, of course. this is another kind that you need in addition to personal disability, but maybe if cash is an issue, you start out with this. It's called a an overhead expense policy.
1: Okay, it I've pays, never heard of
0: that before. I it's pe- a lot of people don't know about it. It's it pays your business overhead, your salaries, your rent, your um licenses your you know electricity everything what's your annual expense to keep everything going and it will provide that for one or two years in an overhead expense policy my idea is if you have one of these then if you have an injury or you get an illness Mm -hmm. you can sit back and say am I going to recover from this Or do I need to start planning to sell my business and you're not doing it in a fire sale? You have (laughs) a year to two to do it with the best possible price.
1: Okay. Okay. The
0: other thing you need, and nobody wants to talk about they're going to die, but we all do. And as I said, I lost two close friends unexpectedly last year, one with a very short critical illness, the other one totally unexpectedly. Think about for a minute, you die. Like my sister-in-law in an accident or something else, unexpectedly. Now what you need is something called key man insurance. This is nothing more than a life insurance policy that pays into your business for, and provides the revenue, the resource to hire someone to replace you as the key executive to run the business until you can sell it or do something else.
1: So let me ask you this. So for someone like me who, I mean, I have a business, but I'm, I'm, you know, I have a team, they're virtual, you know, they're contractors. Um, I'm a solo entrepreneur essentially. Right. What, how, who would you, who would be your key man in that instance?
0: There you go. It's the same person. is like if you have a team. Okay. Do you have someone that knows how to run your business? Bigger organizations may have um, a uh, an
1: operation like a CEO operations
0: manager, or right. something like that. Okay. okay. Yep. Smaller firms. I'm a smaller firm. Right. That's where you need to identify someone that can step in. Um, and handle things. Here, here's a, a prime example. Okay, um, I'm a financial planner. Right. There's a ton of financial planners in my area. I just had a conversation in the last week with my, uh, one of the department heads at my home office who are very, very helpful on planning your business for you. And he said to me, you know, one of the people on our staff is working on identifying other financial planners that are in a specific area, say where your office is, that you could have a conversation with them about maybe, do I want to sell to you? Or at the very least, say, if you're with the same broker dealer, because they that's right. how you can keep your clients, you know, in this they, without inconveniencing them. And they can step in and say she's not doing well she's going to recover i'm here to be here to answer any questions to help you with any investment or insurance needs you know until we can stabilize everything right it's not easy it's not going to happen overnight but it's worth the conversation you and i both know someone where this kind of happened and there was, even though it hadn't been planned, there was someone available in the same industry who right. could step in and handle things.
1: Exactly. Yes. Who are, sure. who
0: are the people that I had that, that we had meetings scheduled that we have to talk to them from their calendar? Right. Who's in process? I'm in process with I- individual clients right now. I have about six or seven cases going of you know urgent short-term activity. If something were to happen, you need to have somebody that can step in and say, where's the list? Where's wh- where's okay. the status of everything? Okay, That's what I'm talking about.
1: So we're starting to wind down here. This is so fascinating. And um, you, you, you clearly know your stuff, Vivian, not that I ever doubted that for a second. Um, so if people were interested in overhead expense insurance or key man insurance or getting help with figuring out the plan or the succession plan even... Um, is uh, you know this obviously is this work that you do?
0: Yes, one of the things that people don't realize is that I have I'm licensed in many many states in the country. I have clients from Washington State to San Diego to Texas, Florida, and all over the Midwest. So you know if if I can help people with insurance or investments, no matter where you live, and with Zoom meetings, yeah. it's much much easier these days. Um, and yes to do an assessment, to do, if you will, anytime you make a plan mm-hmm. for anything, okay, a vacation, whatever, mm-hmm. what do you have strengths in? You, you've been here, you know how to do the airline reservations, you know this, you, you, you know how to, you know, scope out different hotels or something like that or what amenities there are always gaps or vulnerabilities And what I do as a planner with any client, whether you're planning for retirement, which I do a lot of that uh, business, or you're an entrepreneur, or you're a parent of a child with a disability, let's sit down and do an assessment and see where you are and what the vulnerabilities are. Just to segue back real quickly, Parents of children with disabilities, my first goal is let's do an assessment of your resources. Are you on track for retirement? Because you should not be taking your retirement money and setting it aside for your child. And now you are not financially secure. So yes, I offer always a free consultation to have a discussion with me to see if there's something I can do that can help you or offer some advice. Um, Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. So, we've got your website on, on the screen there. Um, how else can people connect with you?
0: Well, um, on my website, you'll find all my contact information, including my phone number. But you also, and there's also a thing you can fill out to ask for a consultation. But there's also, thank you for putting it up, Kate, my personal email address. This is my email address. Uh, sigma is my broker dealer, it's vjvillars at sigma I'm one of these concierge type people. I'm very hands-on. I answer my own emails. I do my own portfolio construction with clients. It's just the way I run my business. I kind of have a small boutique concierge practice. That's very bespoke, right? It's very, very individualized. I don't do cookie cutter and I try to be available as much as possible for my
1: clients. So, right. Right. Oh, my and and, LinkedIn profile. Yeah, and they can find you on LinkedIn too. So what's what? Uh, one other thing I just want to leave people with is uh, Vivian writes really great articles, and um, she has to go through getting them, you know, compliance approved and all of that. But if you do go to her LinkedIn profile, um, are you are your articles also on the website or just the LinkedIn profile?
0: You know, I don't know if we've put them up on the website yet. I think I need to do that. Um, we wrote an article. I wrote an article in December about gifting for uh, a child with a disability and it's appropriate. And you mentioned ABLE
1: accounts in that.
0: Yeah. And the one I'm actually in the process of writing the first draft for February is going to be for the entrepreneurs, how to future proof your business and the things you need to have. Um, and you mentioned it briefly. I also speak on, uh, estate lessons lessons i've learned from uh estates you know even my own personal story i was with my brother the whole last week before he died and i'm a financial planner and i forgot to ask him where he kept the will in his house
1: well emotions um
0: these are lessons that people you know learn from experience so yes
1: exactly exactly
0: retirement you know general financial planning entrepreneurs are a specialty of mine because I am one. And obviously my, my big specialty and, and my, my heart is with working with parents, with children with disabilities at all levels of disability.
1: Yes. Well, Vivian, it's been really lovely having you here and talking about some tough subjects, right? These are tough things to talk about, but when you do have these plans in place, um, it makes all kinds of things, uh, much run much more smoothly then, especially in a time when you need that to happen. Because when we're in the midst of something that's emotional, um, traumatic, tragic, all of whatever, uh, it's it's nice to be able to go, oh, wait, I've got this plan. I know what to do here, or I know who to call, or I know where to start. So um, thank you so much for making the time to be here. It's and been a pleasure. Um, I would invite any of you to please reach out to Vivian, even if you just have questions, she's happy to help. She's a very generous soul, as you can tell. Thank you. And um, if anybody has any um, connections or insights about people who are in that national database area, you know, Medic Alert like is what I'm trying to say, um, or anything like co- connections or anything like that, please either reach out to me, Kate at standingoutonline.com, or reach out, obviously, even better to, to Vivian, and I'll put her email up here one more time. And um, Vivian, is there any little gold nugget you want to leave with our listeners today? Because a lot of people watch this on the replay. So you never know who's going to see this even after the fact.
0: Crisis is going to happen in your life. It's not on your calendar. Everything in planning is trying to be as prepared as possible. So you're not thrust in the middle of an emotional, horrible crisis to try and figure it out at that point. And You know, I, here's what I say to my clients, pick a, pick a holiday. It's easier to remember a holiday. Let's forget Easter or St. Patty's day. Let's pick one out further. Let's say by Memorial day, you promise that you will pull out all your documents, review them for beneficiaries, contact a lawyer
1: and take some action. I love it. I love that. Valentine's day would even be a good day for that. We're past that that. yesterday. I know I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) But I, people find it's easier to remember a holiday as a deadline than a specific date. Oh, by June 1st. No, you're going to forget that.
1: Well, it's kind of aligned with um, fire safety when they say change your batteries, you know, um, like on a holiday, Thanksgiving or whatever, and kind of make this note that that's when you change the batteries and all your smoke detectors and all that.
0: One, One quick thing we haven't talked about real quickly, estate planning, you have to review your documents periodically. Here in the state of Illinois, for example... Your powers of attorney for health care and property expire after a certain number of years. And you need to know what your state law is. If you have a power of attorney here in the state of Illinois that was signed 10 years ago, it's no good.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. Okay.
0: We could talk about that also. I know. It's all, it's all involved in a
1: financial plan. All, day. <laughs> all right. Well, so Vivian. If anybody know say-
0: someplace they would like me to speak? Okay. Either in person or virtually on Zoom, I am more than happy to provide this kind of conversation for your group.
1: Good. Thank you.
0: Thank you. All right, Vivian,
1: stay on. I'm going to end the broadcast. So, everybody, um, thank you for joining us. If you're watching us on the replay, um, please put questions in the comments um, and tag Vivian or me, and we will make sure that we answer your questions in the chat. You can, of course, reach out to me um, on LinkedIn. I'm LinkedIn dot com slash in slash Kate Payne, P-A-I-N-E, or you can email me at Kate at com. Vivian's email's on the screen, but I'll say it for those on the podcast, V-J Villers, V-I-L-L-E-R-S at Sigma, S-I-G-M-A, Rep, R-E-P.com. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you,
0: Thank you Kate.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Your journey to online visibility and personal branding success is just beginning. If you're ready to take it to the next level, I have something really special for you. I'm offering a complimentary discovery call exclusively to our listeners. This personalized session is your chance to ask questions and gain insights on your personal branding efforts or even your LinkedIn marketing strategies. I've also prepared a free ebook titled Telling Your Story, Tips to Discover What Sets You Apart. It's packed with tips and tricks to help you identify your own compelling slice of life story. This resource will empower you to craft a narrative that captivates your audience and sets you apart from the competition. To schedule your free discovery call or to access the Telling Your Story ebook, simply click the links in the podcast description below.